0: But baseball players not spitting I I, I I can't wait to see how they're gonna how they're gonna police that that's gonna be that's gonna and I bet you they're gonna pay some nerd to sit in the dugouts and just and at the end of the end of the game you go back up the runway and all of a sudden okay here's what we got you for today all right you had a, you had a really good day today Bryce uh, I'm taking a shot here at Bryce Harper uh, let's see you got one single you struck out three times uh, you had a couple of outfield assists But we caught you spitting four times, and we caught you scratching another four times. So we'll just deduct this off your paycheck.
1: Yeah, well, hey, baseball already has the most stats. Maybe they can (laughs) throw that in there. It's like on-base scratching percentage, you know, on-base spitting percentage. You're listening to Unscripted with Mike and Chris, brutally honest sports talk. And now, here is
0: Mike Jansen. New York Yankees. All-star reliever, the flamethrower, Araldus Chapman has tested positive for COVID-19 and the Yankees made the announcement this afternoon that he is out for the foreseeable future. So again, uh, this disease or this virus, I should say, be more appropriate. This virus has, uh, uh, struck the New York Yankees clubhouse, and their all-star closer Araldis Chapman has again tested positive for COVID nineteen, and he is out. And all the Yankees would say is he is out for the foreseeable future. Also, we have breaking news from the National Hockey League, as we had mentioned in previous, uh, I think about episode five twenty-five. We talked about that uh, the defenseman of the Calgary Flames. Uh, the hell's his name? Travis again? Thank you, sir. Uh, He was the first NHL player to opt out. Well, we now have a second player to opt out of the restarted National Hockey League season, which we now know will start on August the 1st. Sven Berchi of the uh, Vancouver Canucks has become the second National Hockey League player to opt out. He did not give a reason. The only comment out of the Vancouver Canucks is that Sven Berchi has decided not to play. So... Um, I think we're going to see this more and more. Yeah. It um, looks like it's it just looks starting. like it's, and it's just, yeah, exactly right. I mean, what, what three weeks away, two and a half weeks away from these leagues and these seasons getting restarted, whether it's in major league baseball, the NBA or the NHL. And uh, every day it seems to be another couple guys opting out. And, uh, So we will see what happens, but uh, that is our breaking news as we welcome you to this 527th episode of Unscripted, simulcasting at the same time. We've got video over there. Hello, Mom, how are you? My mother refuses to watch the show. Um, (laughs) uh, She says I've got a filthy mouth, and uh, I've really cleaned it up since Chris turned the camera on. Um, But regardless of that, we appreciate you joining us, and really, got to remind you one last time, this will be a bit of a shorter episode Um, But I will take the time to remind you folks that we still appreciate all of you taking the time to subscribe on all of the different avenues that Chris has given you to either now view or listen to Unscripted. And if you take a couple of extra seconds to push a subscribe button, we would be eternally grateful to all of you. A couple of things to end the week here on Unscripted for Chris and I, and we're going to start now. This is one of the most, and I, you know, I was a fair to Midland baseball player back in my day. I made it as basically as far as American Legion ball, which is glorified summer ball. But um, I like the game of baseball, not as much as I used to. But um, I think this is going to be near impossible for baseball players to do. And what I'm talking about is part of this new restart in Major League Baseball is that baseball players can't spit or high five during this most unusual season. How do you tell a baseball player (laughs) not to spit? I mean, it's almost ingrained in a baseball player to spit and scratch. Mm -hmm. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. Even the most ardent hater of baseball that maybe is even a woman. I'm not taking a shot at a woman. I'm just saying, generally speaking, there are more baseball fans that are men than are women, but it's just ingrained in baseball players to scratch and adjust their balls in the cup and then obviously to s- and scratch and spit, sometimes simultaneously. But according to this new these new rules and this restart of the baseball, uh, baseball players cannot spit. They cannot high-five. And one of the ways that they're going to try to minimize the urge to spit is that you cannot chew chewing tobacco. You cannot chew on sunflower seeds. So I guess I'm—I I don't know this. I'm—I'm I'm just throwing a guess out there. But how do baseball players keep their mouths busy? Now I guess just bubble gum. I, I don't know what else. But you cannot spit. You cannot high five. And you're not allowed to chew tobacco, which you can't in the minor leagues anyway. Now that's just purely for the major Good. league, major league levels, guys. Disgusting! It's—it's it's terribly disgusting. Who the hell chews tobacco? Did you, did you ever see? <laughs> There was a baseball player years ago. His name was Brad Leslie. He was kind of a eh, woe begone middle reliever, but he used to take these this big wad of red man, and then wrap it in bubble gum, and then you know do it that way. Ugh. But wow. I mean, um, I just don't know. I mean, are you going to have some little nerd sitting there? on the, and the first <laughs> base and the third base dugout and they're going okay jansen's up to bat right now oh he scratched oh he can scratch but oh he spit he can't do that so we'll have to take that off his paycheck how are they gonna how are they gonna how are they gonna do this are they gonna have joe west and i use joe west because that's really the only national league umpire i know anymore are they gonna have joe west stop the game and say okay hold on stop timeout. Jansen was uh, spitting over there in the dugout. I'm going to award a run to the other yeah, team. <laughs> the other team gets, uh, everybody moves up 90 feet and Jansen, you're out. I, I, how are you going to dictate that? I think that's impossible. Fines, fines after the game? I, 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 I don't know. I, I, that's why I said, are they going to you know, have some nerd in each dugout sitting here going, well, I just saw Jansen spitting over in the other dugout. So that's, that's a hundred bucks. Oh, he did it again. Oh, they just scratched there. That's 250. I, I, I don't know how you're going to do that. I mean, I know. I know that we are going to see when these leagues restart, and in the case of the National Football League, get started again. We're going to see some weird shit out there. I know we are. We're going to see some things that we're never going to see again, I hope. I hope that we get this corona thing behind us by this time next year. Let's hope, please. Hopefully a vaccine at the least, and I think we can accomplish that with the whole world working together. But we are going to see some shit. Coming up here with the relaunch of the National Hockey League, the NBA, uh, Major League Baseball, and then the launch in early September of this season for the National Football League, we are going to see some unbelievable things. But baseball players not spitting—I—I—I I, I, I can't wait to see how they're going to how they're going to police that. That's going to be that's going to, and I bet you they're going to pay some nerd to sit in the dugouts <laughs> and just, and at the end of the end of the game, you go back up the runway, and all of a sudden, okay. Here's what we got you for today. All right. You had a a really good day today, Bryce. Uh, I'm taking a shot here at Bryce Harper. Uh, Let's see. You got one single. You struck out three times. Uh, You had a couple of outfield assists, but we caught you spitting four times, and we caught you scratching another four times. So we'll just deduct this off your paycheck.
1: Yeah. Well, hey, baseball already has the most stats. Maybe they can (laughs) throw that in there. It's like on-base scratching percentage.
0: You know, on base spitting percentage, I just don't see I mean, I remember as a kid, uh, in our neighborhood in Wisconsin, we played a lot of sports because we had a lot of boys in our neighborhood, and we were always playing football or playing baseball or playing basketball or something. And even then, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten. We were just emulating what we saw on television. (laughs) So we'd get up to up to bat and we'd scratch a little and then we'd spit and, you know, and do all this and play with. We didn't even have batting gloves on, but because the guys on TV did it, the brewers did it. Then we've got to do this, too. And all this other crap. How do you get players after all this time they've been playing ball in their life? How do you get them from stop? How do you get them to refrain from spitting?
1: I I don't, I don't know. While well, we're talking about baseball, Please. so um, a new viewer of the podcast and listener of the podcast, Brent Davis in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Thanks for watching hey, Brent. and listening.
0: How you doing? Hey. Go Rough Riders! Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Yes, we're all Rough Rider fans here. So uh, he sent a link that I found really interesting, and it was the price disparity of hot dogs. At major league ballparks, he was inspired by our discussion about Joey Chestnut last week. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know if you have you ever seen the difference from park to park in in uh, hot dog prices. No.
0: Okay, but see, remember when I went to ball ball games back in the day, media, you just go to the media kitchen, sure, media yeah, yeah. lounge, yeah, and just yeah. chow down. So.
1: Yeah. Okay, so how much do you think the most expensive hot dog is at a like just normal hot dog at a ballpark? What's the most expensive price and the least expensive price?
0: Well, I would think the most expensive price has got to be in New York at Yankee Stadium because of them being Nathan's hot dogs and everything else. I would think it's probably, in New York, $12. Bucks. Uh, okay, and what do you think the cheapest one is? Probably at uh, Miller Park in Milwaukee because we're born and bred on hot dogs and beer. I'm going to say six fifty. dollars All right. Um, well, the most expensive hot dog...
1: Actually, yeah, the most expensive hot dog is seven dollars. Okay, a little high there. Inflation. And, mm-hmm. and that is in Washington. Washington Nationals. Really? Interesting, right? And huh. this is fairly predictable. The cheapest is uh Baltimore Orioles. Yeah, because nobody's there. Yeah, exactly. A dollar fifty. Really? A dollar fifty for a hot dog in Baltimore.
0: Well, you know, I, I gotta make this point. I don't know if a lot of people realize this or understand this or even know that this exists. And I and and I'm going off topic here, but um, and thank you again, Brent, for your comments. Um, again, we wish and hope everybody takes the opportunity to do what Brent just did and uh, what Brett just did. We will do for you as well. Even if it's something, you know, Mike's an idiot or Mike dresses like a like a kid or whatever, please feel free and we will get it on our air. I, oh, I look like a kid today, don't get me wrong. I guarantee you, we will get it on our air. But people don't realize that um, the uh, when you are a patron at the Augusta National for the Masters, the prices have never changed. To this day, you can still get a hot dog for a couple bucks. You can still get a hamburger for a couple bucks. Um, You can still get... I mean, the pricing literally is back in the 50s almost.
1: But these are people that are paying modern prices for memberships on a private course.
0: Well, they're paying. Well, they're paying big money now. Yes. They're paying big money to, yes. to get tickets to go to the event, and there are and, too, yeah. and there are two different things here. Um, there are tickets sold for the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday practice rounds, and then there are then there are tickets sold for the actual Thursday through Sunday event. And um, I know a guy here from Calgary that went down years ago, couldn't get tickets to the regular event. But they would sell. They would sell him, and he had to wait like five years for this. But he got tickets to go to the Monday through Wednesday practice ground rounds on the grounds and do the whole thing. But um, you, it's unbelievable how dirt cheap it is to eat at Augusta National. Now you're, paying, yeah. now you're paying. Now you're paying. You're paying an arm and a leg to get in the door, but. The food itself and and the beer and everything is is quite reasonable when they play the Augusta National.
1: A so. couple a couple of notes there: uh, Milwaukee Brewers are actually the eighth most expensive at six dollars. They're only a dollar off, really, of uh, Washington seven. Huh. And then tied for second are the New York Mets, not the Yankees. The New right. York Mets at six dollars and seventy five cents. New York Mets and LA Dodgers tied right there. Right. The New York Yankees, and this shocked me. I I thought they missed them. They are fourth they are tied for third cheapest at 3 bucks wow huh yeah like if you yeah baltimore $1.50 arizona 2 bucks miami
0: and new york i'll never yankees 3 i'll never forget the the legendary vin scully who was the play-by-play man for the dodgers for 65 years at least retired a couple years ago finally now in his 90s but he made a living and made a fortune off every broadcast that he did for the dodgers not in brooklyn but in los angeles so from 1958 on Farmer John's. Those are the famous Dodger dogs out in Dodger Stadium. Farmer John's. Make sure you get to Dodger Stadium and you pick yourself up a Farmer John's hot dog. It's like, oh my God, Vin Scully schlepping uh, hot dogs. But,
1: um, Actually, a question about that yeah. too. Um, Brent also asked the question that he wanted to, to have our answer on. Do you think with the advent of fake food essentially you know they, they've got the beyond meat burger and all this stuff now that's not real beef or anything number one uh what do you prefer if you tried it and number two do you think that uh the makeup of the, some of these things will make it easier for someone like a joey chestnut to eat a lot of it maybe it'll like digest a lot easier or something like that
0: i don't know about that um but what was the first part of his question Simon?
1: uh have you tried any of these beyond meat or I fake tried, meat burgers and um, how do they compare to beef for you
0: yeah uh, d- to your point brett um at chris's suggestion i have tried their at a i have tried their version of the plant burger or whatever mm-hmm. the hell it is and I, i'd be honest with you chris was absolutely right it's pretty damn good yeah it was good yeah. um I don't know if I'd make it a, a staple, though, because I'm just so ingrained with the beef burgers to this day, and I like turkey burgers. But I did try it; it was good. It was a little bit more expensive, which surprised me, I guess, a little bit. I thought it'd be cheaper to eat grass, but uh, it, it
1: will be eventually, I think. But right now, it's still kind of rare, so yeah. supply and demand. Well, sure,
0: and and I get that. You know, you're in your you're in your you know infancy of this new product. Uh, but I did like it. I would do it again. But my preference, I think, would always be with the dead cow. Yeah, sure. Just because I'm 55 and I'm set in my ways. Mm -hmm. A lot of things to get to that we didn't get to in earlier uh, uh, episodes today. We have a new coaching hire in the National Hockey League. Congratulations to former... I know Lindy Ruff was obviously the coach at one time of the Buffalo Sabres Mm -hmm. because they got screwed in 1999 by the Dallas Stars. Uh, I'm trying to think... Has Lindy Ruff been a head man anywhere else? Because he just got a new job. He has been named as of yesterday the new head coach for the New Jersey Devils. And for some reason I want to say yes. I just can't picture what team he was the head coach of.
1: Uh, Besides Those same same Dallas Stars that beat him. That's
0: right. Okay, there we go. Okay, that must have been weird. Um, So congratulations to Lindy Ruff. I had the opportunity years ago to meet Lindy Ruff. Uh, here in Calgary when the Sabres were here once, and a very nice man. I think he's a good hockey coach, and I hope he does well with the New Jersey Devils. Yeah, I like him too. Um, The big news that I want to get Chris's discussion on happened like hours after Chris and I got together last week, and this obviously is that unbelievably massive contract extension signed by all-world quarterback, all-pro, Super Bowl MVP, most valuable player. Patrick Mahomes with the Kansas City Chiefs signs a massive 10-year contract extension which ties him to the Chiefs until 2023. It's worth up to $503 million with the remaining years still on his rookie deal included and on top of everything else, he has a no-trade con- no con- uh, clause in the contract. So I think it's pretty safe to say that Patrick Mahomes is tied to the Kansas City area till 2031. Um, I think it's brilliant, but I think it's very, uh, very, very gutsy at this point because of two reasons. He's deserving of it. I'm not saying that. He is the best quarterback in the National Football League right now. The things that he does are unbelievable. And what he did in that fourth quarter, that second half of the fourth quarter to bring the Chiefs back from a deficit and end up winning Super Bowl, whatever, whatever, 54 by 11 was amazing. And that's all on Mahomes. But does this hamper or does this, uh, you know, does this, well, I'll use the word hamper. Does this inhibit, maybe is a better word, moving forward in regard to Kansas City? Because, you know, you and I have talked about this many times. It's always easier. You're seeing the, the form recently in the national football league to have a quarterback on his first rookie mm-hmm. contract then be able to augment with some higher price pieces but then when the quarterback goes to a second contract there goes bye-bye all the nice pieces like the legion of doom in seattle when you sign russell wilson to a large contract extension so does this hamper it's got to in a way i don't care what anybody says but i want to hear your your spin on this Does this hamper the Kansas City Chiefs moving forward in regard to acquiring top-notch talent?
1: Well, it absolutely does, but there's no other choice here. You didn't have a choice. You can't just not pay Patrick Mahomes or just hope he takes a couple million a year. Uh, It's just not going to work. Now, they do for the next two years, still have him on the rookie deal. So you want to see a team that's all in to win. I mean, they're the reigning Super Bowl champs. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, keep in mind, if it wasn't for that... Kind of chintzy, one inch offside. The year before, the Chiefs probably won the Super Bowl. His first year as a starter, too. Great like, point. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. like the Chiefs should probably have won the Super Bowl both both years he started. As it stands, he has one Super Bowl, he has a league MVP, and he has a Super Bowl MVP. He's gotten he's won everything you can win. And he's twenty five years old. Yeah, and he is like the future of not just the Kansas City Chiefs, but he's the future of the NFL.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: And I mean, he's the present as well. But yes, you're absolutely right. That has been what's gone on especially with Russell Wilson in Seattle where they can have him on the rookie deal and then you can just load up the rest of the team and that's what you're going to see Kansas City do these next two years I'm sure so uh, you you don't want to bet against the Kansas City Chiefs the next two years very badly it'll be interesting to see if Lamar Jackson can continue doing what he has done and then if he's going to get another half billion dollar contract as well but there was no choice here Patrick Mahomes is the ultimate total package This is not just some guy who's pretty good at football. This guy has everything. This guy, and I don't like to say this too easily, this guy has no weaknesses. No. None. Not as a, if you have to come up with one, I don't know, I'm not sold uh, on his girlfriend being wife material. But other other than that, uh, everything else, the guy doesn't seem to have any weaknesses at all. And he's just uh, unbelievable. His He's got infectious leadership. His teammates love him. He's photogenic. He's uh, he's a great spokesperson for the league. He's a great role model from what we know of him so far. He can win. He's got unlimited arm talent. He's got accuracy. He's got strength. He's got scrambling ability. What else? Do you, He's coachable. Like,
0: and he dislocates his knee and comes back three weeks later.
1: Yeah, and, and he's a genetic freak in terms of recovery time. Like, it's unbelievable. This guy is... This isn't like, you know, the Jim Carrey of the Washington Capitals who, you know, has one amazing year and then just sucks after that. It's like, no, I think we've shown if Patrick Mahomes sucks and he's just gotten lucky this far, then uh, I I won't know what to make of anything going forward. Uh, I'm pretty convinced that Patrick Mahomes is the real deal. He's the best quarterback in the league probably the best player in the league with apologies to Aaron Donald that's apples and oranges so tough to compare for sure. Yeah. and so Patrick Mahomes is the man and he is the face of the NFL for the next decade plus and uh, I have no uh, bad things to say to the Kansas City Chiefs for locking him up as long as humanly possible uh, I don't see a way that this is a bad deal he's still when he finishes his contract he's I think 36 yep like he's not you know, there are guys you could playing, sign another contract. Somewhere. Yeah, there there are still guys, Rees and Brady, still playing at a decent level in their forties. So uh, I can't fault this contract whatsoever. I know our, our our new friend Brent Davis there in Saskatoon said that he doesn't think it's worth it. He thinks that's too much term, too much money for anybody. Um, and you know, everyone's going to say for the same reasons you did that it really hurts building the rest of the team, but it's the reality. You know what? Having a Patrick Mahomes is a pretty good problem to have. And as everyone made fun of this week, our favorite whipping boy, Ryan Pace, good for Ryan Pace for saving the bears half a billion dollars by not drafting Patrick Mahomes. (laughs) I think it's, uh,
0: I think it's hilarious that, um, you know, is this contract too much? Well, you know, obviously but it's the market value for a guy that has accomplished everything that he's accomplished and isn't 25 years old. But think about it this way. He just surpassed Mike Trout, our one baseball buddy that we both admire and like, just uh, surpassed uh, Mike Trout for the most lucrative contract in sports history. But I don't think Mike Trout has anything to worry about in this regard. Yes, we know that Patrick Mahomes contract has just surpassed Mike Trout's contract as the most lucrative in sports history. But the difference between both of those contracts is this. I don't know right off the top of my head what the guarantee is on Mahomes' contract, but Mike Trout's contract, all four hundred and twenty seven million, is guaranteed. Crazy. That's the difference. So, yeah, Mike isn't going to worry about anything. Mike isn't Mike. Mike should be sending a congratulatory note to Patrick Mahomes and see and say, you know, uh, I hope you have a good tax advisor, something like this. But uh, congratulations to both of them. But again, it'll be funny to see. Interesting to see how long Andrew Reed stays around in Kansas City. And the reason I say this, well, think about it this way. Andy Reid is 60-some years old already, wins his first Super Bowl title back in, in February. Congratulations. Love, Coach Reid. Um, and now, as you pointed out correctly, he has two years still remaining on his original rookie deal. I wouldn't be surprised that Chiefs management loads up this team for the next two years and hopefully get at least one more uh, Super Bowl championship, and then Andy Reid c- calls it a career. Because at that time, once they get into this 10-year extension with Mahomes, they aren't going to be able to afford some of the warm and fuzzies that they have on their roster right now. So I I don't know anything. I haven't talked to anybody. I'm just speculating here. At 60-some years old, how much longer does Andy Reid have to do this now that he has finally gotten that first championship? I think obviously they have the, the capacity to do it again. And especially if they can load up this team a couple more times during the two years left on Mahomes' rookie deal. But then I think things get a little bit more, a little bit more, I don't know, stringent maybe in regard to how you spend your money in Kansas City because you owe this guy a boatload for the next 10 after these first two. Yeah,
1: I think Andy Reid, uh, he'll want to stay around for at least those two years for sure and try to win more Super Bowls. It'll be tough to walk away from coaching Mahomes even once they don't have much money for the rest of the team. So I could see him, if they're still winning, maybe he tries to keep going, but... Yeah, he'll stay around for two more years at least, and who knows after that. And congratulations to Patrick Mahomes for, I read it, uh, reported that it was the first time an NFL player has ever set the record for highest paid athlete in sports. It's always been baseball or basketball before. An NFL player doesn't usually do that. I mean, they're only playing 16 games a year instead of 82 or 162. Exactly. And uh, good for Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Couldn't happen to it. I wonder
0: if this changes the idea in Dak Prescott's house. <laughs> he ain't worth Mahomes' money. I'm sorry. He ain't uh, worth Mahomes' money. I know he signed his franchise tender, and next year he's got to play at the paltry sum of 31.4 million. But he's not Mahomes. I'm
1: telling you right now. Uh, uh, for to Dak Prescott, I would say, and I don't mind Dak Prescott. Seems like a nice young man. I don't know if he'll get this reference, but I would simply say to Dak Prescott, Senator, you're no Jack Kennedy.
0: I get it. I know. It's yeah. very bright. I figured it's very would, bright. Yeah. Real quick, I know we got to run, but I just wanted to make mention of this. Of all the things in sports that right now, um, you know, we, we there's just so much uncertainty. I mean, we just don't know what's going to happen. You can set a date all you want, but who knows what's going to happen, especially, obviously, more in these contact sports. You see in golf going on, which is great, but I thought this was worthy to make our stage here on Unscripted, and so I'll be real quick about it. Wimbledon is not being played this year, and you know I hate tennis, I don't care, but I thought it was cool that the organization of Wimbledon, Wimbledon will pay out $12.5 million in prize money to 620 players despite the cancellation of the event. So I was, I thought that was pretty Just cool. evenly? 256 of the players that would have competed in the main draw on both the women and the men's side will each receive 25,000 pounds, which comes to $31,000, while 224 other qualifiers will receive 12.5, so 12,500 pounds, which comes out to $15,600 in the money that you and I are aware of players competing in doubles and mixed doubles will also be compensated but i didn't get those numbers they weren't available where's the money coming from i have no idea that's really nice but that's that's not even like you're part of a that's like the packers fund that they keep the emergency fund the packers have 400 million dollars in an emergency fund that they can use for whatever they yeah, see fit i don't know maybe wimbledon has an, e- an emergency fund but but, but the re- packers would give that to employees though
1: the, yeah. the these tennis players are not employed by Correct. Wimbledon. Correct. But so
0: it, that's that's where I get confused. That, I, that's I very have, nice of them. I that's think wonderful. I, I'm just looking more at the generosity of it that's in great. regard to you know during these tough times and during these and, and again tough times for Rafael Nadal and Roger Federer mean a little bit different yeah, than yeah. tough times for me. But um, again, I think it's a great gesture. Um, and again, uh, I don't know a lot of the the details, obviously, and where this money is coming from, but all I know is that in this day and age and these times that we're living in, I'm very impressed by the Wimbledon people. And I thought that that should make unscripted. Cool. Nice. We got to run on this 527th episode of Unscripted. As always, we thank you for participating, both via the video and during the audio. Whatever floats your boat, folks, we're happy either way. We appreciate appreciate you and hope that you continue to do so. Having said all that, for the executive producer of Unscripted, Mr. Chris Fluke, I'm Mike Jansen. Until next time.